when you have a book coach, an editor, a ghostwriter, like you really have no idea how much they can transform your knowledge into a really nicely written book. Like that's what their expertise is in. Welcome to You Should Write a Book About That. My name is Kim O'Hara. I'm an intuitive book coach at A Story Inside, and I'm interviewing fascinating people from all walks of life who have a story to tell. Do they have a book in them? Stick around and find out. Networking and building palpable relationships can really make or break a business especially as an entrepreneur. I met my guest, Tyler Wagner, in that 15-minute get-to-know-you LinkedIn call. And since, over the last few years, he rocket-launched a few of my book clients into the publishing space. And we're looking at now some Wall Street Journal and USA Today action. I get the sense that he's really freaking smart, like way smarter than me. So I thought I'd have him on the show. How are you, Tyler? I'm doing great. I'm pumped to be here. So tell me about being a kid in South Carolina. Is that where you grew up? Uh, I grew up in Pennsylvania. I went to college in South Carolina. though. So did you love books growing up? Tell me about the books connection. Yeah, you know, what's interesting is when I was younger, I actually did not like reading. But what I found out later in life is it was because my teachers were giving me books that I had no interest in reading. So where the switch happened was when I was in college, I read The 4-Hour Workweek by Tim Ferriss. And that's actually the book that like changed my whole mindset on business. And I literally dropped out of school right after And then I went down the whole path, thinking Grow Rich and like hundreds of business and personal development books. Uh, And Tim Ferriss is like, yay for you being successful. But like, I don't know if he wanted you to drop out of school, but that's okay. Like some people don't need college. (laughs) And you're proving that, you know, that degree is not necessarily the road, you know, for anybody that that's listening, it's not, you know, the state, there's all different paths to success. And then you actually wrote your own book, Conference Crushing. And from what I understand, building relationships at networking events, and you were in your early 20s when you did that. What landed you in this place at that age of this authority in the networking space? Yeah, so what ended up happening is once I dropped out, uh, then I, you know, figured, okay, I'll keep reading. I can learn from books, but I really want to find like mentors that are already in a place where I would like to be. So the way that I did that is I started reaching out to conference coordinators and um, asking them if I could basically come to the event for free in exchange of helping them in, in any fashion that they felt fit. And um, it worked like a lot. Like I probably went to around a hundred conferences for free. And some of these were like 10 grand a ticket conferences, like high end, like mastermind types. And um, what happened is once I did that and I really learned that I was building relationships with like the speakers and the attendees, like everybody there. And that was the most valuable part for me, not necessarily the content of the conference. And that's when I thought about writing the book because I kind of felt a lot of people were missing that, that they were going to events and just sitting down and just listening where I, because I was like working the event, I was actually connecting with everyone. And I felt like I was getting a better ROI, even though I didn't put any money into it. But like, 
you know, I was like getting more out of it and I didn't even pay for it. But the reason was because I was connecting with everybody. Right. And that connection is, you know, everything really. And, and so did you have any hint at all when you were there around, you know, people that would end up, I'm sure being great clientele for Authors Unite. Did you have any whiff at all that you'd end up in the publishing space? No, none. It, I literally stumbled into it. And I, after I wrote the first book and it did pretty well, what happened is a bunch of people in my network reached out and asked me how I did it. So then I helped a few friends for free. They gave me testimonials. And then as you know, like eight years later, um, now we've worked with almost a thousand clients. So it, it was, uh, I, I was not planning it before the book. That's amazing. I was just talking to someone who's extremely successful yesterday. And also I heard this on a Kevin, Kevin Hart was on Joe Rogan's podcast and, you know, anybody that's very successful talks about giving that knowledge back. You know, it's not like we're supposed to covet this knowledge. It's not like we're inventing the next, you know, space shuttle. We're just kind of helping people see how to do business. And then through that, we receive contacts and networks and therefore our businesses thrive. And that seems like a model that you stand by. How many calls do you do on an average week? Just yeah. connecting? <laughs> How many do you do? <laughs> um, so I try to do 30 to 50 every week with like new people. So, but if you add on top of that, like people that I already know, I, I probably do like 70 calls a week around there. <laughs> it's a lot. Wow. And how do you know if someone is just a dud? Yeah, you know, so interesting that you said that. Okay, so literally, I just spoke to my team very recently of saying like, look, we need to get a little bit more targeted with who we're reaching out to because, you know, this has gotten me very, excuse me, very far doing this. Um, and I, I honestly don't know if I ever plan on stopping because I, I actually enjoy it. but there is a way like an 80 20 principle type of way of like, okay, well, who would actually have the most impact on authors unite and who would we have the most impact on as well for like creating a good partnership. So I, I don't have an answer for it yet. I just know that like with LinkedIn, you can target very specifically. So we're narrowing down who we're targeting now. And I think that's really critical for businesses to do, anybody that's an entrepreneur, if you want the kind, the proper kind of growth. I know for me, when I started A Story Inside five years ago, like I would talk to pretty much anybody and everybody. And then over time, I've had to get very, you know, cautious with the time I spend on the phone with people. And like you said, figuring out what those smart questions are to ask in the very beginning to really determine if. I'm a fit for them, you know, as much as they're a fit for me. Because if not, we're just kind of wasting, everybody's wasting time, right? Yeah, no, I agree. And that's what I've, you know, I don't know the percentage. And and look, what I always say too, it's like at the end of the day, I'm, I'm down. It's always good to have a new friend. But at the end of the day, business, like you need to keep growing. So, you know, you, you, you know, see what's working, see what's not. And then you try to just continue to move towards what's working. So I think as, as, as clear as you can get that niche of exactly who you're trying to connect with, the better off and the quicker you'll grow. Right. And like you said about making friends, I mean, we're in a space where there's a lot of creative, interesting, innovative people. And 
there are some days that I just get on the phone with someone and I determine they might not necessarily be ready to be my client, but we are having such a high level conversation and they might refer me a book or they might know somebody else or they're like, Hey, have have you heard of this conference? And I'm writing stuff down in a notebook and that person's like a catalyst to something. Right. And then I remember that and I call them and I say, Hey, I don't know if you remember me, but you suggested I look up this, you know, event and guess what happened. And that's a valuable connection right there. Yeah, you know, what's interesting is this will probably be really helpful for your audience is when we reach out through LinkedIn, we actually don't target our clients or potential clients. We only target like partnerships. So we target like ghostwriters, editors, book publishers, media agencies, like because they all work with authors. And really, it's such an, at least in my opinion, in my experience of growing the business, like it's such an easier experience to like build a relationship with a partner and then be able to refer people back and forth than it is to try to like sell directly to a client. Um, You know, because it's basically a referral, right? So they already trust you. So when it comes over to me, the trust is already there. And it's kind of just like, a get to know conversation, the sales are already kind of done. So right. I don't know, I, I highly suggest for people using LinkedIn, like, try to figure out who offers complimentary services, and just build as many partnerships as you can. And that's what's worked for me. I absolutely agree with that. I mean, it's so true. You know, when I work with you with clients, it is like a big kumbaya. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't feel wor- I don't, I don't feel worried. Like, I don't feel worried, you know, because referrals are so precious, you know, like it, at the end of the day, it's my ass basically if it goes yeah. wrong. Right. <laughs> yeah. So tell, so tell me like, okay, so we're in the coronavirus and how do you think networking's going to change? Like what's going to be the winning solution for people who want to keep building those lucrative collaborative collaborative relationships what do you think they're going to have to do differently um well yeah the whole in-person thing is kind of plummeted recently yeah uh, just a little yeah so um you know well first linkedin as we already said and second what i've actually been doing um and i just started doing this recently is reaching back out to some of my partners and saying hey would it be valuable and i I do it 100 percent for free would it be valuable for me to do a uh, like webinar, more like a mastermind with all of your authors, uh, like over Zoom? And then what I do is I basically like, they tell me the situation of their book and where they're trying to go with it. And then on the spot in front of everybody else, I give them exactly what I would like do if I was them. And it's so, you know what I mean? It's, it's kind of like then instead of connecting with one person, you're connecting with like 50 so if you going back to the finding people that have complimentary services, if you can do that and then build the relationship and then also provide their whole community with value, that's how you can really multiply things. So I think people should do that as well. I agree with that. And I think that that takes a certain skill set. And I think if somebody feel, you know, hears you say that and like they glaze over and they think 50 people, you know, on Zoom, I don't even know how to do that. It's really, it's A, not that complicated, right? It's really sending an email and inviting people um, that are in your community already, and then they can invite people. Now, you know that this is a podcast about writing books, and I'm sure you have other books that you're going to write. Do you have any new books up your sleeve or 
How do you um, write? <laughs> okay, so I'll, I'll explain. Uh, I do in the future. I actually, oddly enough, I find writing very difficult. Marketing to me is actually very easy. Um, but writing is really hard. It's just kind of funny because, you know, I run a book publishing company, but it is what it is. Um, so that's why I ask. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, that for, the first book I wrote is like only like 70 pages and it was one of the hardest things I ever, I was also like 20 years old. So I, I don't think I was like, I, I don't know, you know, I, I didn't have like habits or anything really in place. It was like my first big project as like an adult, I suppose. Right. Um, but what I did, and I, this is what helps a lot of people is I eventually stopped trying to perfect the book and I just let it like come out of me basically. So I wrote this first draft that was like, pretty horrible at least that's what my editor told me <laughs> so it was pretty bad but then she came in and like took it from like a two out of ten to like a nine out of ten and that's one of the things that I think really helps people is like when you have a book coach an editor a ghostwriter like you really have no idea how much they can transform your knowledge into a really nicely written book like that's what their expertise is in um, but it's hard to like imagine that because when you look at your rough draft, it's just like so butchered that you're like, how could they do this? But then like two months later, they send it back and you read it and you're like, oh my gosh, this is actually a good book now. <laughs> <You know? laughs> so the power that's, of that's, editing. Yeah, that, that's my experience is I, I just allowed myself to write a pretty bad rough draft and then hired a good editor and then it turned out to be a pretty good book. Yeah, I have a client, her name is Naomi Joseph, and she's finishing a book up now. And I will get these texts periodically after she looks at, you know, some massaging I've done or some moving of paragraphs around. And I get these texts all in caps that just say, you are a magician. Yeah, it's true. Because <laughs> like, it's a, it is a, it is a, it is a skill set. I could say as far as, and I'm not saying this just about me, but anybody that does this in my space, it is a gift. And it's sort of like you have this gift as well for marketing. I don't, I have a vision. Like I'm like, here's what I see. And then I see it in my client and I'm like, who's going to help them make the vision come true. That's how I market. I'm like a honing beacon off of like an intuitive vision, but I'm also a smart businesswoman. So like I, I see you and I see what you're doing and I'm like him. Then I see someone else. I'm like her, you know? And so that's yeah. about the extent of my marketing. Um, but you do a podcast as well. And I know from this podcast, I have seen my book sales suddenly spike. Like I have not sold a copy of this book in two years. I haven't even tried, honestly. And I, from 700 unique downloads, I am suddenly getting checks for my publisher. How do you see the connection for authors to do their own podcast? Or what do you, how do you speak to that? Yeah, well, you know, so one of the guys I follow for marketing advice is Gary Vaynerchuk, and I'm, I'm sure a lot of people have heard of him. And w one of the things he says is like, a podcast is actually one of the best marketing tools, not only for the interviewee, but the interviewer, because, you know, the interviewee typically will share the podcast with their audience as well. So, uh, you know, as you know, I've done, it's probably been two, two and a half years. I've done almost 2000 podcast interviews. And like, it's oh my <laughs> God. I'm on like 13 and I'm like exhausted. 
<laughs> yeah, no, it's not. See, it's not. Um, but I like, love and it, though. But especially though, so, so it's good regardless. Like Gary Vee has a podcast. So, but let's just say you are on a very tight marketing budget. A podcast is your best bet. And really just think about it as like, it's a mutual, it's really a triple win. It's a, it's a win for you, the interviewee and the audience and who I would target if you were to start a podcast and you have like a service or a product is reach out to interview people that offer complimentary services. And then they will, you know, share that interview with their audience. And that's, you know, it costs you time, but it's, it's free marketing. And, you know, if, if you interview the right person that has a huge audience, it could be actually worth more than a, a budget type of marketing, you know? So when you think about it like that, a podcast is huge opportunity. Right. And, and we're out, we're in this age now of technology. Authors um, can be savvier with the way that they market themselves with the internet. You know, Wayne Dyer drove his books around in the back of his car, you know, through middle of America. Yeah. <laughs> And did well for himself, but like who has taught, you know, who had like, that's not the life we're living really anymore. I mean, I guess you could do that. So, you know, it's been really amazing talking to you. I always learn so much when I'm on a conversation with you and I think we're both no bullshit kind of do business people. And I know that I'm interested in building, you know, some kind of media empire with what I do. And I know it's the same for you. What is the future and forecast for Authors Unite right now? Yeah, great question. So, um, you know, I'm going to continue the Authors Unite show, the podcast, because that's more of like a passion thing, although it, you know, it helps the business. Um, Definitely going to be helping a lot more authors launch their books. And then lastly, what we've been working on recently is some courses. So expect uh, some cool courses coming out soon. That is an amazing way to go for sure. And you kind of evaded, I'm going to go back. I realized you yeah. kind of evaded my question about whether you're going to write another book. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, no. So let me say, um, I a hundred percent, I'm going to write another book. I just don't know when, because I honestly, I remember the pain I went through. <laughs> it was painful. So I want to, I want to do it again, but it's like something where, I need to have that like mental space available to like block out a couple hours every morning. And lately I just haven't created that. So that's my answer. All right. Well, you know, we're going to talk about that uh, (laughs) at a later date. It's been wonderful to have you on the show and I wish you well. Thank you. Thanks for having me. You've been listening to You Should Write a Book About That. To make sure you never miss an episode, find us and subscribe to iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to podcasts. If you'd like to know more about how to write a book, check us out at astoryinside.com.